0: Welcome everyone. This is the bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with baloney and the south side bum. Gentlemen, hope you are having a great Labor Day weekend. I am here with my margarita in
1: my hands. It's a fancy boy drink. Hell yeah, dude. I got I had to get the big fancy margarita glasses. So that is uh legit. All right. So give us your uh and I know you you fancy yourself a bartender, and I shouldn't say that condescendingly. You are a very good bartender. What do you got in there? Like give us the recipe. Uh, my my house margarita. It's basically two ounces
0: of good tequila, a blanco, um, ounce and a half of um, lime juice, ounce of agave nectar, ounce of triple sec, and bada boom, you got yourself a party in a glass. And are you you're a rocks guy, not a slushy guy? Yeah, no, I don't even. This isn't even rocks. This is just shaken and strained. So holy shit. I so did. yeah, let's. Might be an interesting bum cast towards the end of the end of the show. Um, I dig it.
1: I'm I'm killing some bottles. I got a bunch of bottles. Is, from well, this tailgates. is this is
0: this is margarita number 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 three. So I had a couple
1: couple two tree margaritas already. Um, we got a big show going. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's... that'd be interesting.
2: So I got my uh, vitamin gents. water. Oh, look there you go, Johnny. Johnny. Got got to rehydrate
0: from got to rehydrate from yesterday. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so today's Labor Day weekend. We, as we said last week, we originally were planning on taking the week off for vacation, and then lo and behold, the podcasting gods have just forced us to um, come out of a va- come off the uh, no retirement. I guess no days off, no days yeah. off
1: for the bums. It was uh, a big week, a big week. It was in a it Chicago was a sports.
0: it was a big fucking week in Chicago sports, and I honestly thought I was like, okay, you know, like socks are going ho hum. You know, going through the motions. They got swept by the Diamondbacks. So, you know, Sox are dead. And then, oh, Bears, there's no Bears game. And then, holy hell, what a week we had. And we're going to break it all down. So here's what we got t- tonight on tap. We got LaRusa leaving. The Sox are back. Ted Phillips is retiring. We got season predictions. And then we were at All Out yesterday. And there was some major drama that went down. So we got a. We, we basically, and then obviously Dylan ceases near no-no. Um, so we got a lot to break down this, this show because, yeah, it just, that quiet week went from 0-100 real quick. So um, before we get started on some White Sox talk, I just want to say thank you to everyone who showed up to our all-out tailgate yesterday at the Now Arena. It was a blast. You guys were awesome. Um, did a lot of bourbon, a lot of beers, ate a lot of tacos, and... Yeah, just all-around great time. So thank you for
1: everyone who showed up to the tailgate yesterday. It was awesome, man. We met a lot of old friends. We met new friends, a lot of new listeners, hopefully, to the podcast, uh, a lot of new followers. It was all-around a success, man. I wasn't sure how it was going to happen. You know, like we've been doing the Whiskey at Comiskies, um all summer long, and those have been really fun. I didn't know how it was going to translate to wrestling, and we didn't miss a beat, man. Everybody there was awesome. Everybody wanted to talk sports, wanted to talk wrestling. You know, everybody was drinking, eating. It was a lot of fun. So I think going forward, as long as they keep doing it at the now Arena, we're going to keep doing them, right?
0: Yep. Yep. 100%, dude. I mean, I would prefer, you know, going to uh, United Center. But I feel like there, at least at the now Arena, you get a better place to tailgate as opposed to United Center where you would just be, like, crammed into a sardine parking lot. So – but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um. All right. So – Sox had a terrible week last week. We all know that against the Diamondbacks. We,
1: could, we could proclaim them dead for like the millionth yeah. time.
0: Yeah, but now, Monday, or the Tuesday, Tony LaRussa walking through his pregame on the field with Rick Khan. There's that photo, and then an hour or so later, he's had some health issues, and he now he's out of the team indefinitely. Miguel Cairo has taken over, and... Holy hell, like what talk about flipping a light switch on like this team is night and day now from what Tony La Russa was putting out there. And I said it before on on tweets, I was serious. I seriously think that the Sox were just very lethargic and just beaten down emotionally by having Tony La Russa as their manager and I'm not trying to speak ill will on his health or anything like that because I don't want that bad juju. But every time they – I said, every time they talk about needing that fire, needing that fire, I think that was code for get Tony off this fucking team. And, I mean, kind of the proof's in the pudding right there. Like, look as, look
1: how many home runs we've hit in the past week. We hit home the, runs now. 13 in the last seven games. And, yeah, my first point, Jason, was um, kind of – what you had mentioned about not speaking ill will about Tony's health. We all have said some mean things about Tony LaRusa, but that was in the context of baseball and managing this baseball team. I saw some real meatball takes on Twitter and that's not, I mean, not a surprise to anybody. There's a way you could not wish ill will on Tony and still not want him a part of your baseball team. Right. You know, yeah. like what he's going through personally or whatever is different than what he's, you know, doing on the baseball field but but you're right i mean 13 home runs in the last seven games they're five and two under miguel cairo um five out of the last six and it just looks like a different team the the eyeball test you know that that young scrappy team that we all fell in love with with the chains and the swagger and the home runs and everything like that like it's slowly coming back. I feel like it's slowly coming back. A big part of it has to do with AJ Pollock and Elvis Andrews. I mean, shout out to Elvis Andrews. He's been a yeah. fucking awesome since we got him. But just the home runs. Like, that's just something we didn't see all season. And we kept waiting for it. We kept saying, like, wait till the weather warms up. And then we said, wait till everyone's healthy. Well, that never happened. So it's just like we kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And All of a sudden, Tony's gone. And now, you know, they got their swagger back. I mean, it, maybe. Yeah. Well, especially
0: especially that Liam Hendricks quote
1: about get the old
0: sto- stoic old timey baseball like out of here, and then
1: the Yaz quote, the Yaz quote, yeah,
0: yeah. it was like, what's changing? He's like, what do you think?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, it's not a surprise. I, you see the beat reporters in the in the uh, in uh, like post game stuff saying like, well, oh, the the music's been played a little louder, and obviously, you have a lot more fun when you win, and them winning this week is is. Probably a lot to do with that, but just the fact that they said like we haven't heard the music this loud all season. Like maybe Tony
0: Tony was like turn that fucking music (laughs) down. (laughs) I don't want to hear that shit in the fucking clubhouse. No Ah, bad ah,
1: bunny ah, in the clubhouse.
0: No, probably you know Yo Yo -Yo puts on his music and then Tony's like turn that shit off. Yeah, but but yes, they're
1: passing the eyeball test, and that's what we've been waiting for. And there is no other eyeball test. Than Saturday's game, and I and know you want to mention it. We both want to talk about it. That yeah, we'll was get, we'll uh, get to that in a second. That was the one, but yeah, obviously Tony being gone makes makes a big difference. At least it does to us. Um, so Johnny, question for you: Is this, and is this a conspiracy theory here that
0: after Arizona with La Russa and Han talking in the field that he was secretly fired, and they said just fake a health scare and get the hell out of here, and then Don't come back.
2: Well, we just, we just came back from wrestling. So I don't think this is some sort of kayfabe or anything of of that magnitude. Don't work
0: yourself into a shoot brother. yeah,
2: Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, obviously, you know, Tony Rulosa is, you know, old. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, hopefully everything's, you know, okay with him. Um, you know, you guys did mention about the clubhouse and the players and, and, and all that and whatnot. Um, I know we're gonna probably, you know, I mean, we're gonna get into it a little bit more here, but, um, yeah, Sox are winning. They're only what a, a game and a half back right now, or two, um, and I, I don't want to be a Debbie down or anything like this, and on, on the Sox team right now, but I'm not. I'm still not sold on this team. I'm sorry. I mean, we 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 get these like, you know, one week they're doing well. They have a go on a winning streak and the next minute. Yes, you got my guy, Carol. You got a different vibe in, a, in the clubhouse. And I hope it sticks. I hope it actually does turn into something where they start going on a run because you've seen teams in the past go on hot streaks and go into the playoffs. And that's exactly what you want this team to go to. Like they're so talented and we've been crying and begging and waiting and patiently waiting. For them to, to to finally break out, and is this going to be it? I I feel like if if you take at least two out of three to Seattle, that and you take three out of four from the A's, I mean, I think yeah, I, I would say all right. I I would I would have a little bit more confidence in this team, especially with a hot Seattle Mariners team. I mean, Lance Lynn was just lights out on this game, and this is exactly what we needed, especially when we always have str- when we're struggling on. Um, on first games where, where we can't close it out, and you know, like I said, kudos to to, to the pitching and, and the hitting as well too. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it it this is it. This is something that we've been waiting for such a long time. So um, I'm not holding my breath just yet. Let's see how they go this week. Um, but ho- hopefully, it is. Hopefully, this is the turnaround that that we've been desperately needed.
0: Yeah, and I like you know Chris's comment about new manager bump. We see this all the times when teams fire their their, G, their GM, they fire their manager, they they just start get that you know mojo back and they start going on win winning streaks. We saw what happened with Philly with the Phillies yeah. would say The same thing, you know they they went on a run after they fired their manager, and you know I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but you know you got a lot of Latin players and maybe they just weren't responding to. You know, old timey baseball guy. Maybe they wanted, you know, the Venezuelan, you know, guy who relates to them more. Could be, you know, they. But I, I think it definitely is something to do with the new manager that they just didn't want Tony there anymore, and maybe they were trying to tank the season to get him fired.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's purposely tanking the season. I think it does have a lot to do with you know, you take the image of your manager, and and if he's, you know not bringing the energy, they're not going to bring the energy either, you know? That that happens a lot in soccer, that happens in baseball, even basketball, you know, like you know, you take on the personality, you take on the take on the persona of your management and your your coaches. Um I you had the question, Jason, of are the White Sox back and it seems like Johnny you're not buying in just yet. I am, just because I'm like what else are we going to do, right? We've been going to all these games. I want to believe that they're back, especially in this AL central that like nobody wants well, to take just the reins of just the home runs are back now. And like, that's, yeah. that's what we've been missing. Like the power's back now. The two things I want to mention that kind of worry me is we saw it today. Luis Robert is still not swinging properly. Like it seems like he's still super hurt. Like there was one swing today where again, it was almost one handed swing. If he can't swing the baseball bat, what is he doing out there? Like it's, it's been super frustrating because we just don't understand what this White Sox team does with their injured players. Sometimes you want them to gut it out. Other times you baby them, and they they they're put on the DL. Like, if he's hurt, don't play him. And the other thing is Andrew Vaughn in left f- or in right field. Like, what are we like? We just keep doing this. And I thought maybe it would change with Miguel. It's not like he's just not. He's gonna cost this game. Event he has cost this game this season, and today was just another example. Like he just can't be. He's a liability out there. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's let's talk about um, Saturday night because, like, that was the game that we didn't have tickets for this weekend. Um, I went to the game on Friday. That was a crazy game, the double win. I'm counting that, that that game counts as two wins. Yeah, that game counts as two wins, so we should be only a half a game back right now. Um, but they they won in walk off fashion on Friday, and then Dylan Cease just put dropped his nuts all over the field on. On Saturday and I had major FOMO that was we we felt like everyone in White Sox Twitter was there all of our friends were there we had some family there like that's it was it just what a game not to miss what, what a game not to go to like
1: we uh, chose poorly we did yes you see that like, meme of Indi- you Indiana, poorly, Indiana, Indiana Jones it was Tempo, it was last crusade we yeah. chose poorly I text you Jason like it seemed like Everyone and their mother was there. My Instagram feed was just people at the game, not us. It was, you know, like the 108 guys who were with the barstool guys. Oh, Southside Behavior fucker. was doing, oh, what's going on here? Goddamn fruit fly just drowned in my margarita. <laughs> this came This podcast just came off the reel of fruit fly. Everybody and their mother was there. Southside Behavior was doing their bar crawl. The Tap guys were in a in a suite. I had friends there. I had family there. Everyone was there, and then. Credit to my my wife. We, had, we found a sitter. My, my mother-in-law had mentioned, like, I'll watch the kids if you guys want to go out for something. And Julie said, do you want to go to the game? And obviously, I did. But we had been going to a lot of games and stuff like that. I'm like, no, let's just go out to dinner. Let's just, like, do our own thing. I chose poor, poorly. I did have a nice dinner. But the problem was... Eighth and ninth inning, I had my phone out there at a pretty nice restaurant. We went back to Piccolo Buco. We've been there together, Jason. Yep. It's like it's a nice restaurant. I have the waiter asking me questions, and I'm looking at Dylan C's piece. Like He must have thought I was a meatball. He's like, what are you doing, man? Because I wasn't even paying attention to our order or anything. And it's because that Saturday night at that ballpark with the home runs and the grand slams and the no-hitter into the ninth, like, that looked like what we expected the White Sox to be all season long. And it was encapsulated in one day, and it was electric. I, I put it there. It was an electric Saturday night. We were not there, but it was. It was an awesome game to see. So I just want to get your guys' takes because I mean, you were you were tweeting up a storm. Yeah,
0: um, I think that's that's probably gonna go down as one of the most heartbreaking Chicago sports moments, up there with like the Doink and Jordan retiring.
1: I don't think it's that you took it harder than we did. I the only I reason mean, I didn't take it that hard, and, and and I had mentioned it to you. Like, we can't have it both ways where we're complaining about the lack of runs, and then when they're batting in the eighth and hitting hitting grand slams, you're like, or not you. I saw it all over the place, like get them off the get them off the plate, let let Dylan cease pitch again and stuff like that. Like, I'm never gonna complain about a 13 and no 13-nothing ass whooping.
2: Well, wait, hold on. So there was something that people were noticing on Twitter that Rocco that Rocco did with these position players that, I mean, it was kind of like obvious that they, he, you know, the guy was just, I know he's not a pitcher and all and whatnot, but he's has pitched in games before. And Gordon was just throwing like just balls, like he, just ball after ball, after ball, after ball. And it just felt like what he was doing, it was, he was trying to prolong this, this, that inning. So that way, you know, cease will lose some sort of that, you know, that mojo that he that was going through pretty much the whole, like, you know, eight innings. Yeah, he
0: cools down a little bit.
2: He cools down. So, I mean, every there was people that were noticing that, you know, something, it felt like the, he was prolonging it. Granted, I mean, obviously, you know, if, if a position player goes in, you know, obviously Tony rules is not there. So, they're going to hit home runs and and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I mean... um. I don't know. That was such that was such a weird eighth inning. Um Yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about that when 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 he was putting those position players in there.
1: I wasn't mad about it because they're a division rival. They shouldn't make it easy on you. You know, and you know like people were mad at Luis Ariz. He's the best batter in baseball. Like like you can't like you can't blame him for wanting to get a hit there and stuff like that. Oh, no, no, I'm not, you, yeah. no, but I'm saying just in general, the Twins you and Rocco Baldelli you know, I mean, you don't expect them to make it easy. Like we'd be no. pissed if it was the, if it, the foot was in the other shoe, I'd want them to swing and I'd want them to make it grimy and dirty and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's almost like a football game. You know, it's a division game. You, you do yeah. what you can to win. And at this point they weren't going to win, but you do what you can to, to bother the other team, if you will. Yeah. But at that
0: point, just like give the guy his moment, just you're, you're down 13 runs. Who gives a I shit? Know. Just ca- cash it in and s- s- pop it up and get it over. Just hit down, like I mean I get you don't want to I, I guess you don't want to you have some pride about getting, you know, not no hit. But at that point, just give the give the guy his moment. He deserved it. I'm a little yeah. I'm a little salty about it because, you know, I, I, I wanted the the Hulk Harrelson
1: history. So that's the thing is like he's twenty six years old, right? Yeah. The way he's been pitching this season and the way he pitched on Saturday being so efficient. He wasn't really relying on the strikeouts, you know, and that's usually what gets him into trouble early in games where it's like the high pitch counts. Right. And, you know, like three, two to every batter and stuff like that. If he finds a way to be that efficient while still being able to strike out anybody he wants, he's going to get that no hitter like he's young, he's efficient, where he's learning to be efficient and stuff like that. It's uh, it's been pretty nice to see the development of Dylan Cease this season. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure he'll get his no hitter, but I just that would have been super nice just to do it against the twins and drop his nuts all over the twins. Um, and also, I'm from Saturday, I want to say shout out to
1: um, our P1s who wore the cease and desist shirt. Yes, we we saw a lot of tweets, right? We were getting some tweets about uh the cease and desist shirts, and I know um there is some uh, it's been pretty cool to see like our 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 merch just like randomly pop up. at Sox games. And even when we're like, we're walking the grandstands and I was like, sometimes we see Jeff Bartlett or somebody and they're like, Holy, that's our shirt. That's cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: and speaking of merch, keep an eye out. We got some bear stuff dropping soon. Wink. wink oh yeah. Hint, hint. All right. Um, So let's move on to the other big news of the week. And that was praise. Fucking baby. Jesus are the long national nightmare for bears fans is over. Ted Phillips has finally announced his retirement at the end of the season. It's still fucking six months too long. He should just do it now. But I understand they want to keep him along for the stadium build and everything like that. But I don't think I've ever been more joyous in sports news than Ted Phillips retiring. So one down, three to go. <laughs> Let's get them all. Out of, all the McCaskies get all those bums out of here. And I heard a report that Virginia was in bad health. Um, it's not gonna say anything bad. I said enough. I said enough bad things about my Pre- my, death, my death my death list my death list concert concert shirt um idea. But um, yeah. I mean, guys, how did you how did you how did you feel about? Obviously, I think we're all the same boat. We're we're just fucking happy and stoic that he's gone we're happy
1: i'm it was awesome like that That news came out of the blue like we weren't expecting it i saw a couple tweets like early in the morning saying like expect an announcement from the bears i thought it could be anything it could be you know arlington news it could be you know roster updates and cuts or whatever i didn't know what it was going to be when that news came out i i mean we text each other and stuff i was like holy shit it's it's finally happened and like you said it's one step in the right direction but it just seems like it's it's slowly becoming a, a franchise we could hopefully believe in, you know, between the move from out of Soldier Field, Ryan Poles seemingly knowing what he's doing, Eberflus higher, and him being hopefully competent, and now Ted Phillips stepping down because he's been a bum for the last 20 years plus. It's, it's everything we're asking for, so... um, I know the report came out that like the the Bears are like the what? The number fourth highest earning franchise or, or valued franchise. Mm-hmm. and But the way they run, we're run like a poverty franchise. We're, we're run like a, a bottom you know five franchise. And hopefully that changes. It, it, hopefully it changes sooner rather than later because we're seeing steps in the right direction. So all I can do is hope.
2: I, I will say one thing, Peter, because we were talking about this last year when there was rumors about a possibility of the Bears moving to Arlington um, that the only reason that way Ted Phelps was still around was because of the whole push of, you know, that was the whole yeah. main thing. He was, he was, the was whole, facilitating like, you know, the move. Exactly. So um, you called this way before all this stuff happened. And obviously, look at there. Their, it seems like this is going to be a goal. Because uh, they're going to have a huge meeting with this, uh, about this and what, you know, what they're what they're planning to do, um, you know, in the next couple of months here. Um, and when when I heard the announcement, I'm just like, this all makes sense now, because, he, you know, he was, you know, everything that you heard about the rumors. And now that they got this Arlington, seems like this Arlington deal is going to go through. Um, I mean, what more he what, what he's been in what in the organization for what over 20, 40 years.
0: years. Forty oh, years yeah, yeah, yeah. like an accountant yeah. first and then right, everything right, else. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's been in with the with, with that organization for such a long time. I mean, that, that's a long time for anybody to be in a company. Um obviously there's highs and lows with him, but obviously more lows and highs. I was gonna say um, there's not many highs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've went to a Super Bowl and and you know, obviously, you know what happened on that, but um but yeah, man, I mean it, you know, hopefully it is you know the beginning of the right direction. Obviously a fans wanting a bigger stadium for the state of Illinois and obviously for the bears as well too. But, you know, have multiple things that you can have, you know, final force and whatnot, WrestleManias. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just one step. Let's see where this goes. Um, and yeah, I don't want to get too much into the whole Virginia McCassey thing, but, um, yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, it's it's and the you know the 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 way the Bears organization has a bunch of cap for next year and all that. It seems like it's 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 exciting times to be a Bears fan again. So hopefully things are turning in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Also, if they they better let like Ryan Pulse hire his boss. <laughs> hey, I mean, how does that ever happen? Though? I know, but I mean, like, who you gonna, you gonna really trust? You know, fucking Dumbledore to fucking hire. A new team president or Virginia, who might not even be around that time. Well, there's an interesting
1: thing about them. The whole the thing girl, about get Ted pull, Phillips pull in is, again to fucking do that shit. Right, they would do an, like an outside consultant, like or an outside hire to hire somebody. But the thing I saw was the possibility of the whole move and Ted Phillips getting ready for a sale of the Bears, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I think John Greenberg was tweeting about it a little bit on Friday. And there was like there wasn't anything definitive, but like the moves that they're making, the little chess pieces that they're making is basically everything they can to garner value for the franchise for a sale, which makes sense. You know, Virginia's in in poor health from what we hear. And now they're getting rid of Ted after he facilitates the move and stuff like that. Maybe they're getting all their ducks in a row. Maybe they're putting their chips on a table to see if it's a possibility of a, a sale of the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, once you lock down that property, your value is going to at least go up by another billion dollars with all the stuff that you can – if you if, if you can get private equity from someone who buys it, you get like a Cuban or Elon Musk or someone who's got the money to – Bezos. You know, yeah, to buy it. Like you, you can build – like I said, we've always said it. You can build your own entertainment complex. You can build your own casino, your hotel, and you just fucking print money at that whole stadium.
1: Yeah, and the problem is though, for the McCaskies is all their money is tied up with the franchise of the Bears. If Arlington Heights isn't helping them, you know, with the stadium bill and stuff like that, I don't know if they have enough money to like they don't build a five six billion dollars you know complex and stuff like that. No. And that's where I think they're they're getting ready to sell or to sell. Yeah, no,
0: it it's definitely good to see that Ted is gone, uh, going to be gone. I mean, he's had. What three playoff wins in his uh, his entire
1: tenure as president? Yeah, it, it's been pretty miserable, you know.
0: I mean, I, I, I mean, love the, the whole love
1: era was—I would consider it, you know, somewhat successful just because compared to everything else, it's been garbage. But yeah, man, he—it's been a lot more bad than good under his regime. Yeah. Um, okay, so
0: let's also talk some. The Bears kick season kicks off on Sunday. <laughs> So let's talk some predictions here because um, we all we had uh, Rob Schwarz on uh, last week. We talked Bears and all that good stuff. So I hope you guys listened to that podcast if you weren't joining us live. So we didn't we didn't really do our season predictions or anything like that as far as the whole entirety of the NFL. We kind of went through the schedule, did our picks and everything like that. But uh, week one, 49ers, I said we all kind of in a consensus last week that the Bears should win this game. Since the way they played in preseason, I don't really get scared from Trey Lance. I mean, sure, they got, you know, Debo and, you know, Elijah Mitchell and,
2: you know, some good weapons.
0: They got weapons. They got weapons. But you still got, you know, Twinkle Toes throwing the fucking ball behind there. And who knows if he's going to actually pan out. But if if it was Garoppolo playing against the Bears, I might be a little more eh on it. But I think this is a very winnable game to start the season off before green
1: Bay week two. We're catching them at the right time, right? If they're running out Trey Lance, who knows what that team's going to be like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh week of the season. I think at home, you know, season opener, you get your, you know, the crowd behind you, you get some pressure. I think it's a very, very winnable game. I know you mentioned the weapons. I mean, George Kittle's still out there and he's, you know, he's fucking awesome. Whenever he's healthy, he looks unstoppable. But now we got Kokemet, right? I'm turning we got the, the tables on you we guys. We got baby, baby Gronk, man. We, we got, we got, we got I'm just interested to see what this offense looks like now, you know, under the uh, bright lights. Um, so yeah, I think it's a winnable game. That's that's the 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 one and zero prediction. I think if ever there's a time to go to start the season off right, it's a it's a 49ers team that they still got a really good defense, but um, it's a winnable game. Yes. All right. So let's let's go
0: down here with um, our picks. Um, and what you guys want to just do division winners and then uh, Super Bowl win? Oh, I yeah, for okay. our predictions, yeah. All right, so let's start with um, AFC East. I think we're all going to pick Buffalo, right, guys?
1: Yeah, uh, Johnny, yeah. I, I think last year you had them as like your Super Bowl favorites, right? Uh, yep, yeah, so yeah,
0: I think I think Miami will be better, but um, either Buffalo is going to run away with that division, so that's yeah. Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, AFC North, I think we still got to go Cincy
1: until someone. I'm not sure I I go Cincy, man. I really no don't know if they were a, they're a talented team. You know, with Chase and Burrow, you know they can be unstoppable. But we, we've always seen it. You know, you get to the Super Bowl, you get that Super Bowl hangover. Most Super Bowl teams lose players in the free in free agency, and that's a really really tough division. Um, I think you know you still got Lamar Jackson who's an NFL MVP and he's unhappy with his contract but if he's playing out that contract he's going to be a, a problem yeah but they and took the, all the
0: weapons away from him though he's got he's basically just got Mark Andrews
1: dude he runs like all he has to do is throw throw and run that I still think the Ravens are a dangerous team John Harbaugh is a really good coach he has that team um typically contending and then the Steelers I know it's Mitch he he's got the starting job and and you don't know what that is but that defense is tough. I'm just saying you can't just hand it to Cincinnati. I think it's a very very competitive division. Johnny.
2: Yeah, I mean if you want to compare it to kind of like the AL Central, um, you know, that's kind of like a similar thing like you you know everybody was, you know, crowning the White Sox to be, you know, the the heavy favorite when when it first came out and, you know, obviously, you know, the, you know the Twins were were a lot better. Um, Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to did they win the division? Uh, Cincinnati last year? The Bengals did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, Burrow's still young. I mean, I I love Joe Burrow, man. I, I I really love that Cincinnati team. I I think they they can be a contending team for years to come. Um, but Peter's right. I I just think that it's 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 more of a difficult division. Uh, to, to really pinpoint and say, I will go with the Bengals. If, if, if you're looking for a yes or no answer here, I'm still, I'll probably pick the Bengals to win that division though.
0: Okay. Also, if you guys are uh, watching along as we go over these divisions, feel free to drop your picks too. Cause uh, we're interested to see who you guys, if you agree with us or if you don't. So um, yeah, follow along, comment in. Um, AFC South. I think it's going to be a toss up between Tennessee and Indiana. I think, yeah. Tennessee still, they obviously they lost AJ Brown, but you still got, you know, good defense and you got, um, Derrick Henry. But Indiana, Indiana's got a great
1: defense. They got Matt Ryan now instead of fucking, you know, new to arm Wentz. Wentz and then Rivers before that. They're a, they're yeah. a carousel. Um, but I, I, I have, I have the Colts winning that division. Um, and I know obviously they lost Eberflus, and they got a new, um, They got a new quarterback again, but I think Matt Ryan is much better than Carson Wentz, and he's much better than, you know, the last year of Phillip Rivers. Um, Their defense has players, I know, Darius Leonard, now Shaquille Leonard, which, by the way, I don't know how grown men, you know, we saw this with Mike Stanton and Giancarlo Stanton. You can't just switch names once you're a professional. You're like, he's the (laughs) middle of your piece. (laughs) No, you just can't switch names, man. Like, I'm going to be calling him Darius Leonard for a while, but he's awesome. So yeah, I got the Colts winning that division.
0: Johnny, Tennessee or Colts?
2: Um, I Jaguars. like Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, I want to go with the Jaguars. No, <laughs> I mean I still love Tennessee, man. I, I I still think that they're a very good team. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, every every team loses players, but uh, I'll probably pick Tennessee over uh, the Colts. Um, I like how Mike Vrabel is just a very good coach, and he's. That Tennessee team, I just, I just think that uh not by much, but I, I think you know it, it, would be between Indianapolis and Tennessee. But I'm gonna go with Tennessee on this one. All
0: right, here's the absolute bananas league this year. AFC West. I am fucking pumped for every every AFC West game. It's much got, watch.
1: Every game much, is it, much. It
0: watched. is. It is. It's gonna be every like you watch. It's gonna be every flex game is gonna be a Sunday night or it's gonna be Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Raiders. You got revamped Denver with Russ in there now, and then obviously you got the powerhouse offenses of KC and the Chargers. Um, I know that KC lost Tyreek Hill, but um, I still think you can't go against Mahomes until he gets beat.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. I know, know everybody's like, you know, it's not even a sleeper pick anymore, but Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I feel like they're everyone's favorite. And, you know, they're the up-and-coming team. They were basically what Buffalo was, you know, three years ago. But I I feel like the Chiefs, man, they don't rebuild. They just retool. And they lost Tyreek Hill, but they got Juju Smith-Schuster. And the way that offense is constructed, I feel like a possession receiver like that might help um, Pam Holmes a lot more than the, you know, deep threat. And, And maybe I'm wrong. But you know they're still really, really good team. So until I think otherwise, and I think he's got a chip on his shoulder, man. Pat Mahomes was catching a lot of shit at the end of the season with the scrambling and the fumbles, and he just didn't look. People were saying like he didn't look like himself. He's still otherworldly talent, talented. So I got the I got the Chiefs. Yeah, the I Chiefs. agree.
2: I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't think right until, it, unless I don't want to say this if. Patrick for Mahomes would would get like you know injured or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's a different that story. Be like you know a different story, but yeah, until you know, I mean, you still got Andy Reid. You you still have that whole coaching staff. I mean, I mean, uh, got Matt Nagy now, but um, that's the the, yeah. the
1: beginning of the end for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Matt Nagy yeah, on the yeah. sidelines.
2: Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm oh, I
1: I,
0: ch- I forgot about that. I changed my mind. Chargers all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Their Pat Mahomes is gonna get like just start running a whole bunch of screen passes now, and they're gonna get negative three yards in every. Sorry, I'm sorry, negative three yards on every play. I was gonna say BU. Yeah. All right. Um, on to the NFC. Um, NFC East: Dallas Giants, Philly, Washington. It seems like another year of shit teams in the NFC East, but I think it's just it's Dallas until it's. I think they just got the best offensive team.
1: I have the I have Dallas winning the this division. But I wouldn't be shocked that Philadelphia wins man. Philly's Philly is like a sneaky, you know, up and coming team. team. If a sleeper team, if you will, especially in that division where you know anybody wins any given Sunday. And
0: I mean, the Cowboys like are this. gonna Cowboys. Yeah. They always fucking find a way to just you know shoot themselves in the foot.
1: But I do like the Cowboys' offense.
2: And that's and you know what? That's that's the reason why I'm gonna go with the with Philadelphia. I I just don't. Go. The Cowboys, I just don't have any confidence in them, and obviously, there's I got Cowboys uh, friends who are fans as well too. I'm sorry, it just they have they have the worst luck when it comes to stuff like this. You know, even if they're close or they have injuries or whatnot, they just have that bad juju on on them. So I'm gonna go with Philadelphia winning the division.
0: Okay, um, NFC North. It, obviously, this is easy. We're all picking the Bears to win a division. Bears.
2: The Bears. Bears. I mean, Aaron uh,
0: Rodgers is in the mud. He's going to jail before the season starts. I mean, you, it, it's it bears all the way for the NFC North. I, I think that's clear-cut favorite right there. Um, NFC NFC South. <laughs> I'm not even talking about it.
1: Yep. I'm okay with it. <laughs> we've, we've never edited out a podcast. Like, credit to us. 102 episodes. We never edited anything. We might have to go back and edit that. Just to- <laughs> um, NFC South. So you got the...
0: The Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Bucks—it's Bucks across yeah, the board. I one, think
1: that one's kind of easy. Yeah, or at least in uh, my eyes. Unless, I think unless
0: Tom Brady gets hurt, you know, at his ripe old gets, age of forty-five, gets more um, face surgery,
1: misses some games. Yeah.
0: yeah, maybe he has to get a little Botox and you know, in the forehead or something, you know. Um, but yeah, that's the Bucks division. Um, and then finally, the NFC West. 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks. I think you have to go with defending Super Bowl champs until someone knocks them out. But I think the Cardinals are going to make it interesting.
1: Yeah, I think that our, the Cardinals always start off hot. You know, September, October into November, like they look like unstoppable on offense. And then Kyler Murray kind of regresses. Uh, hopefully now that he's got this contract and and stuff, you think maybe he puts a whole season together. But I think he's it's still better, the Rams. He's my fantasy quarterback. I think it's still the Rams. I saw a funny stat and I should, I'll bring it up maybe or I'll, I'll tweet it out and stuff like that. That uh, Kyler Murray's stats before the Call of Duty comes out, like it's usually <laughs> like right around November or something like that. Like he is like an all pro quarterback up until the release date for Call of Duty and then he just shits <laughs> the bed. So I, we, we've been putting our tinfoil hats on that's something to look out for yeah, he's got he you know he's got to level up on the, on the multiplayer right yeah, away man you know you
0: yeah can't once get, you, get, you can't get, get caught starts. sleeping you yeah you can't you can't go into a, you know one of the battlefields and then get caught with the lesser weapons and the upgrades man like
1: is it uh what is it are you still are you trying to prestige is that still a thing yeah
0: it's it's like then you get your double prestige and all that yeah, and yeah um,
1: Tyler Murray ain't trying to get no Super Bowls. He's trying to prestige for this. That, that's probably that's probably
0: why they put that four-hour studying clause in his contract. So there it's like go. yo, dude, fucking don't play video games in November. Study yeah. the study I, the tape.
1: But I, I'm with you. I think it's the Rams division for at least another year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So okay. So then um let's we'll start with um the AFC. Who do you got uh winning the AFC going to Super Bowl? Um I think I think this is going to be Buffalo's year. I'm just going. Oh. I'm going to say
1: that's a great that's a great prediction. Johnny's been on that bandwagon for the last two years, and they're a really good team. Josh Allen is fucking awesome. So I mean, they,
0: look how you, we all saw how close they came last year to doing it. That was a fucking bananas game between awesome the, game, awesome yeah.
1: game.
2: Yeah, I I think I think. I, you know, I you know how I've, I've been loving this team for a while, so uh, I'm definitely gonna go with Buffalo, and I'm just gonna even say it right now: I think they're gonna win. I, I think they're win the whole thing. So I I'm so high on, on Buffalo. They got a lot of weapons. Defense is good, all around good organization. Um, it ain't gonna be like the whole Jim Kelly years, man. I, I think they're they're finally gonna break out and they're gonna win the Super Bowl.
0: Do you think that if Buffalo doesn't go into that bananas game with the Chiefs last year that they would have beat the Bengals in the AFC yeah. Championship, I think, I think so, so. too. Yeah,
2: yeah, because yeah, Mahomes was so that was such a weird game for him, and that's yeah. So I'm I mean, kidding. yeah i I would I would say the Bills actually would. But you don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, you don't know when these like when these outcomes come out, like how, how it would come about. I mean, Cincinnati was was just kept on winning it. They were just that team that came in and they were they They, you know, obviously they went to the Super Bowl. So I don't know, man, like it's kind of hard to predict. I mean, I think they Buffalo would have been favored, but I don't know.
1: So you mentioned that game, you know, obviously Pat Mahomes didn't look like himself and I got the Chiefs. I got I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove that he's the best quarterback in the league and I think he makes it back to the Super Bowl this year. Um so I don't know if you want to go to the NFC because I got Yeah, uh, NFC
0: um I I think I have to go with the Rams again. I don't see any team in there that kind of scares me. You know, maybe Tampa Bay and Rams again in the conference, but um I just I think it's going to be the Rams again.
1: Yeah, I, I, so that's why I got, I got Chiefs Rams. I, I think I got Chiefs Rams, and I got Rams, or I mean uh, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Which obviously, you maybe we wanna see new teams in the Super Bowl. I've seen we've seen a lot of Rams, we've seen a lot of the Chiefs, Buffalo's you know made it far the last couple of years. But you know, breaking down the divisions, there's flaws in a lot of these teams. And I know it's early, and you know there's gonna be injuries, and, and there's gonna be stuff we can't predict. But for now. I think they're t- the two best teams in in their de- uh, respective conferences.
0: Yeah, I got. I'm going Buffalo in the Rams, and I would probably take Buffalo. I'll go. I'll go with the sexy pick for Buffalo winning the Super Bowl.
1: All right. So you guys both have Buffalo. Mm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, that wraps our NFL talk, but we actually have an ad to run. We Me have. Too. We have advertisement now, folks, and ironically, it's our own shit.
1: Yeah, so, you know, like, what's the the biggie thing? You don't get high on your own, own supply? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, rule and number, that's a little rule, high on your own supply.
0: Yeah, was well, I think that's rule number four or rule number five of, of Biggie's selling drugs. Yeah, the crack commandments. All right, so without further ado, here is our first ever advertisement.
1: The Chicago Sports Bums, along with Jack's Place, are happy to announce our second watch party. This time, it will be the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. October 9th, noon kickoff. And there will be a post-game bum cast recorded afterwards. There will be food specials, drink specials, and giveaways galore. If you were at our last event, you know how much fun that was, and we can't wait to see you guys there. Seven thousand West Southwest Highway in Chicago Ridge. Stay tuned to our, all of our social channels for giveaway food and drink details.
0: Man, dude, you you sound like you're reading us just like a speech in
1: high school. I didn't read it. There was one take, man. I told Johnny before. That was one take. I, I stumbled on a couple things, but it was all, you know, I wrote stuff down, but it wasn't a script. It was just bullet points. And we want to keep doing this, you know, going forward. We want to get some ad reads, and we want to promote um, not only the, the live show, but also, you know, our merch store. And, and if we get a couple sponsors, we're going to keep doing it that way. But I will give credit to My Summer. People give shit on him for his ad reads and stuff like that. It's a lot harder than it looks, man. And obviously, I only did it in one take, but like I could see where like you stumble along. So I want to get you guys. We talked about a pre-show. We're gonna we're gonna get some ad reads. We'll make them funny or we'll make them interesting. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot harder than it looked. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move along here. Let's
0: talk a little wrestling. We went to AEW All Out last night, as we mentioned earlier, <clears throat> and a great time with tailgating and everything. And the event was pretty was pretty damn good too. Um, I don't want to go too much into match by match in the car, but because we gotta talk like basically the big fallout that happened. So, main event CM Punk, John Moxley, obviously punk Chicago boy, uh Moxley champion. Punk wins, and then MJF makes his triumphant return. He came they, he won earlier in the match as the Joker in the casino ladder match. Um, looks like he's got a new faction with Stokely and Big Cass, a.k.a. William Morrissey and um, Ethan Page and a couple of other jabronis. The ass but, boys. Yeah, the ass boys. Oh, yes, the ass boys. Um, so MJF, MJF comes back. He's going to look like a challenging punk for the title. And then all of that got overshadowed by CM Punk's post-media scrum where he basically just buried and shit on everyone. In the top of AEW, he called a reporter for being friends with Cole Cabana and for you know misreporting, and then he called out Adam Page and the Elite because they EVP. So he called out the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and I if, I don't know if you guys saw that video, but fucking Tony Khan was just like fucking deer in the headlights on that man.
1: He is like almost like a fish out of water, and I we give Tony Khan a lot of credit for you know putting the money and starting something he believes in and, you know, starting something from scratch with uh, the young bucks and the elite and, 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 you know, get, getting this thing going for the last what two and a half years and stuff like that. But you could tell where obviously he's just not seasoned enough to deal with these professional wrestlers that have been wrestling, you know, for 20 all years, the, all and the like egos that. and all the egos and all like the, You know, for better or worse, sucking your own dicks and and going into business for yourself, like Punk said about Hangman. Um, So, yeah, dude, this is a young company. People are already saying like, oh, here, this is WCW all over again. I think there is stuff they have to tweak backstage, you know, with in in regards to the hierarchy, if you will, and stuff like that. And I don't know if he if Tony Tony could handle all of the creative but he needs somebody in there almost like a, I don't want to say like a Tony LaRusa, but like a veteran presence in that locker room that kind of handles their shit, almost like a babysitter, if you will, because that's what they need. You know, all these egos need to be stroked, but need to be yelled at. You need to be stern. And I don't know if Tony's ha- uh, is able to handle all of that. Well, the problem is, is all the veteran people they have in that locker room are all the current wrestlers. <laughs> yeah I, so like chris Jericho and stuff like that and and he goes into business for himself like he has in the past and stuff like that, so it's not somebody you can trust it It's just an interesting situation it's a fluid situation if you will. people are you know shitting on punk hardcore and rightfully so um Joey makes a good point they need structure that's basically what I was looking for. they need structure they almost at this point I wouldn't be shocked if the box and Kenny Kind of almost lose that EVP title. At this point, it's almost just like a, a title in, in perpetuity. Yeah, or like a, like an honorary title because I don't know how much they're doing backstage and well, they in regards he took to and stuff. Tony totally like, already took all took of that. Yeah, he I know took that's away. what I'm
0: Booking his decisions and stuff.
1: But yeah, man, it's been crazy. I, it was an awesome show. Like we had a lot of fun. I thought um, I you don't want to go k- match by match, but since you talked about MJF, I thought the casino ladder match with. Sympathy for the Devil, the fact that he put up money to have that song played and, you know, the long term storytelling of, you know, the devil, you know, and like the tweets and everything else like that's awesome. That's the stuff about wrestling that we love, you know, so I thought that was really well done. Um, The trios match with Kenny Omega, I had it written down. Kenny Omega's all the way back like he I'm ready for him. I know that he just won these belts and the trio belts. He's probably going to run with them for a little bit. I'm ready for him in the main event picture. I'm ready for him to take, you know, the belt again and, and kind of run with it. Because I'd rather see Kenny Omega with all these things. And I know Punk versus MJF is going to be awesome. But, um, yeah, it was. And then that's it. That's so, like, um, Jake Hargill.
0: Ma- match, no, match of the
1: night, obviously, was acclaimed versus um, Swerve in Their Glory. Crowd was nuts for that match. The crowd. Yeah. I mean obviously Chicago crowds always gonna be a Chicago crowd, but that was something special. Everybody, you know, tossing the scissors around. Johnny, don't you dare not do it. Thank you. Um that was awesome. Everybody talked about it in, in the stadium. Like, do you call an Audible hearing that crowd and hearing that pop and hearing how over the acclaimed were? Would you would you have called an audible if you're Tony Khan?
0: Yeah, I I would have if I if I wasn't uh if that was Keith Lee and Strictly, I would have been like, "Yo, we're not winning this one." Like, I'm calling the audible in the ring. Let I'll deal with the fallout later.
1: Yeah, but, out of all the booking, uh, out of all the booking decisions, I thought that was the only like highlighted like wrong decision. I thought the acclaim should have gone over.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I I think everybody, I think the whole arena was was all acclaim fans. I mean, I you know, I was I thought that they were going to take the titles. You know, I thought they were going to get that. You know, th- their chance and all that. I mean, they've been homegrown uh, wrestlers um, since AEW started, and um, maybe they're just kind of holding out. Just I-, I don't know. I think they're having this. Um, this they're having that Grand Slam uh, event, yeah, right? in Arthur Ashe. Canada. Arthur Ashe. I yeah. feel. I kind of feel like they're going to have. They're going to win it then, because um, it's what it's coming up here. Like what? this isn't it this month or Uh, no it's it's it's
0: like it's like two weeks away yeah the 18th yeah so
2: yeah so i just feel like with even like a big yeah we even with a bigger crowd that i think they were just probably like holding that out so they could get that more of a bigger pop that that chicago doesn't have a. I I mean chicago has huge pop i'm just saying i think they would they were waiting for it but yeah man i mean that could have gone either way i i I kind of wish that they, they did take the titles but it is what it is, man. Maybe this is what, what what CM Punk was was talking about with the with the changes and 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 whatnot and the well, decision makings.
0: Apparently, there was a fight between all of them after Punk's comments last night. Punches that, were thrown. Yeah, biting might have happened. Chairs might have been thrown. Um, but apparently, the young bucks confronted Punk for his comments after in his locker room after, and security had to break up the fight and everything. And at, that doesn't. I mean, if it's a work, your work can be good because that just
1: sounds like it's bad news all around. So that's the thing. I'm not 100%. And there was reports, and people were like, there's no way that was a work. But you've seen Tony Khan use the media and use social media to kind of swerve us. We're Professional wrestling fans think they're smarter than anyone else in wrestling. They think they know everything. We read almost too much into stuff. And then we get swerved and everybody gets mad or I can't believe this. It's like we're, we're almost too smart for our own good, if you will. So I'm not convinced this is all part of a bigger storyline because I had mentioned it pre-show. I think it's time for Punk to turn heel. And I think the fact that Chicago fans were rooting for MJF and booing, booing CM Punk tells you all you need to know about it. I think it's time we, for it. we love we love a we love a good heel. And then so if you do a whole, you know, punk is awesome with factions, whether it's a straight egg society or Nexus or anything else like that. Like you, he's 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 successful in factions. And if you do like a whole AEW originals versus punk and his crew kind of deal, I think that's something that would play punk and FTR. Yeah, it could. Be, I love. By the way, FTR, I love them so much. I love their theme music, the the daughter coming out. I don't know if I told you, Jason. We were walking, and then like she came out, and her whole storyline with her heart problems. So i like, I was crying. I don't know if you guys noticed me, but I was like bawling. I text my wife like, I'm crying at professional wrestling right now. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, if that whole drama
1: is is a work, if it's not a
0: work, either way, it makes it must see television on Wednesday, because MJ is gonna. I think you have to start MJF coming out. You gotta get that that lead in and on Wednesday. Yeah, he has to be the first one out. Yeah, I agree. well,
2: I think one of the things that I, I was and I think I was talking to Peter about this, like when we're when we're coming back, um, MJF's the biggest thing right now, and one of the biggest, if not the best thing in AEW right now. And obviously, when he came back, you heard you heard like how how Peter mentioned everybody was chanting MJF while CM Punk was in the ring. That's how big of an impact that MJF has right now. And um, right now WWE's man. He, the, Triple H is slowly, slowly getting that company back to where it's where it's going to be. It's going to take a little bit of time, but you know, obviously they brought uh, Brown Strowman here. If anybody didn't watch uh, raw today, uh, but wrestlers are coming back. So, I mean, it's it's going to happen where now, like, I mean, WWE is always going to be number one right now, but, you know, right now with all this stuff that's been going on, and if it's true about the whole thing with AEW, with all the, like, you know, backstage, um, you know, BS that's been going on, you know, this is – they're, they're going to have to figure something out. And obviously this move with MJF coming back, I mean, it's the right time. Right now you have to have something to compete against, against WWE because WWE is going to start getting into that same where – I don't know if, you know, to that attitude era uh, just yet, but, you know, they're going to be building soon. So they're going to have to figure something out here. I get that. That's my point here.
1: Yeah, I don't think the – we won't see the attitude era, but the whole thing about PG-14 coming back, you know, and then dropping some more swears and, like, bringing back first and last names, something so stupid, but the fact that Tommaso Ciampa is now called Tommaso Ciampa again, and like little things like that, um, being just, able to.
0: They just said they just said they brought back the word hospital too.
1: Yeah, so like it's little things they <laughs> they've been they've been saying wrestling instead of sports entertainment. So it's like the little things that Triple H is doing is going to go a long way because, like I said, I think we're we're the marks, if you will, are smart enough to notice that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So all right, um, that's our wrestling talk. Thank you guys for. And, and shout also, out everybody again. Like yes, I said, we gained some followers,
1: yeah. we gained subscribers. The the tailgate was awesome. So, just one more shout out for them. Um all right, so the show's almost over, but I do
0: have a question for you because I do have to get some nonsense. We got to get some little nonsense in the in the hour here. Mass um nonsense. yeah. So, if you guys could cuz obviously I, I this question came about to me today because um, with the drama that was in ACW and also the um, drama that was white Sox twitter today which
1: that that's a whole nother can yeah, of worms that's i don't even want not... to get into but yes yeah. so
0: my question is to you guys if you could start one twitter beef with someone any person on twitter and they were they had to respond to your beef and you got into a full twitter beef with someone who would you choose to start beef with
1: all right that's a great question i'm gonna work workshop my answer do you have an answer
0: yeah, I have an answer. All
1: right, go first because I I'm gonna workshop this. Um, my answer obviously is Boob Nightingale. <laughs> you hate him so much. That's a good well, answer.
0: But not only that, but he if you ever check his timeline, he never responds to anyone's tweets. He posts like garbage nonsense shit hot takes, and then he just leaves it there, and then a million people respond, and you know, he never he never claps back or says anything. Like He's the, he's the opposite of Jeff Bassan, who will fucking just bury you and just nuke you on Twitter. So you have to, like, delete your account because he just embarrassed you so bad. But just the fact of all the shit he, like, gets wrong and, like, all the jinxing, like, we all say, like, shut the fuck up, Bob. We're watching a White Sox game. Like, you're going to ruin it. Like, I want to start a beef with him and call it all his bullshit and his stupid ass shit. And finally, get him to respond
1: for something, so people can take him down. The Jason James versus Bob Nightingale rivalry has been going on since before, like the season, the Chicago sports. But it's Bums. been it's been a one sided rivalry because I know he never,
0: he, he never responds to anyone's
1: you've tweets. You've been calling him boob forever. He is a boob. All right, so it's a good question. I I, I don't know if I want to go because the easy answer for me is like if if we get into a Twitter beef and and we're I don't know if you want to call it like chasing clout. The easiest way to go about it is just go after Portnoy, you know, go after Portnoy. He responds back, you know, because they're so I mean, Barstool is so divisive where like they're so popular, but also they have these crazy people that are so against them. And it's easy to just, you know, go after Portnoy. And if he responds, I mean, that's like, you know, you're chasing clout, like I said. But I don't know if that would be any fun, you know, like I'm more. A lot of the times I I side with, you know, like the Barstool crowd, not all the time. So I'm not like hating them as much as you hate Bob Nightingale. I think the answer would be Jay Mariotti and he's not relevant anymore, but we've documented how much I hate him. And he blocked me when I was like a teenager. (laughs) So so I want to bring back that rivalry. I'm going to go after Jay Mariotti and see what happens. That's a good one. It's good
0: one. Yeah, he was he was always hated. He's just the biggest anti-Sox fan that there was, and you're you're covering the Sox,
1: dude. Like, yeah. So I don't even. You, uh, yeah, I'm black, so I I don't. Is he still even around? Does anyone? I I,
0: I don't follow him. I it's don't just, go. I don't go creep on his page,
1: like if he has one. I don't even know. Credit to us, we might be more relevant than Jay Mariotti nowadays. That's probably true. Johnny, who would you who would you beef with? Uh, the Wendy's account. <laughs> oh, that, you don't want that smoke john yeah,
0: you better they, you, you better have some comebacks ready on that one dude
1: a, a hand up johnny we're family and and obviously like we have to have each other's back i'm not so sure i'll have your back against wendy's i, I might be on team wendy's you don't, don't, don't want
0: to catch you don't want to catch a straight bullet on that i one, don't Peter, i don't dude.
1: want that ricochet shots from wendy's
0: <laughs>
1: yeah especially when it was wendy's funny, account Oh, We're having to clip this. They're gonna go after that's. in here, let me get this banner out of the way. That's Southside Bum and Windy City Rebel Four.
2: You guys are not. I'm trying to sell our brand, so I'm trying to get our <laughs> name out. So, no, I would. I want to go after the Windy account. I'm just kidding, because I probably would get buried. Um, I don't know. I, 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 obviously, I, I don't beef with anybody. Like, you know, even if I see something on there, I mean, it, it would have to be some something that would really get like get me going. Where I, you know it would really make me upset and, and all that, but I don't know if I would want to beef with it. I don't, I don't like putting my, that, that stuff out and and whatnot, but um, I agree. I don't know, you. man. Johnny, yeah. Credit to
1: you. Credit to you. Credit to us. Mostly we're not beef online people. Like if, no. if somebody says no. something kind of shitty to us, I kind of ignore it. Like I'd rather right. not go into the weeds and into the, I mean, there's a lot of crazy, like most of the time, white Sox Twitter has been awesome to us. And we've never been into a beef in general with them, but it seems like every week people are fighting and stuff like that. So sure, yeah, we're lovers. So we're, we're, yeah, we're lovers, not fighters.
2: Yeah, it's just not the worth the time. But yes, yeah. uh to answer your question, Jason, I just I, I don't know who I would I would want to you know beef with because, like I said, I'm a lover, not a fighter.
0: Uh, I think what's funny about the the Wendy's account is people actually seek it out and be like, okay, Wendy's roast me. I don't. Want yeah, that it's just like anymore. all right. Here we go, and then and then they and then they just get like all that smoke, and it's like, oh fuck, man, yeah. why did like fuck me? Why did I? Why did I
1: ask for that? Because it's, it's funny. It's and they do it. I mean, whoever runs that account is like, I mean, it's got to be a team, but they are professionals at what they do because you do see the okay, Wendy's roast me, and then they roast you, and then 15, 15 minutes later, you click on the tweet. It's like account deleted. Like they they didn't want that. No,
0: they're 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 catching bodies left and right, man. Yeah. It's it's uh it's masterful, and it's funny when you see try other like Twitter accounts try to like mimic them now, like with clapbacks or shit like that. And it, it just sometimes that they just fall flat. Like you need to have someone that's just like professional roaster. Like get like a comedian or something. Like hire like your Twitter account.
1: Yeah, you know, like I, I was gonna say Greg Giraldo. I think he passed away though. But you know, like those people that were like always. Roastmasters for yeah. like Comedy Central and stuff like
0: that. Right? Who is the, Who is the main guy who, who's been recently who who does the roasting?
2: There is the ball guy.
0: Um, yeah, that oh guy. My yeah, God. Ross,
2: like Ross, right? Is it last name yeah. Ross? Jeffrey yeah. Ross. Yeah, yeah
1: Jeffrey,
0: Jeffrey Ross. Ross. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's who you need to like run your social media account. i i you know what? Maybe you should tweet him. Like give him like, twenty four hours to run the bum account.
1: <laughs> and we get that? Well, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or
0: um, they'll get. Get Bill Burr to run the account for twenty four hours. Yeah, Billy Burr uh,
2: again. Probably oh, yeah. again, we probably be yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we stay have away like, from the comedians.
1: Yeah, we'd have yeah. zero
0: female followers by the end of
1: Bill Burr's. I mean, besides <laughs> our fiancés, I think we might have zero female followers in general. <laughs> so that's neither here nor there. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to bump some people? I am ready to bump uh, some people.
2: I think he's a bum. I think it's an absolute bum.
0: Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Boom. A bum. New segment. I like <laughs> new New intro to, the, to what a
1: bum. I'm trying something out here.
0: Yeah, I like it. Well, you showed me the original version. It was like a minute and a half long. I was like, <laughs> dude, we got to keep it like 10 seconds, man.
1: <laughs> I made one of those, and I just found every YouTube clip of somebody mentioning the word bum. And I put it all together and it was, it was like a minute, 40 seconds long. Jason's like, you're going to,
0: you're going to lose people. And like, like, anytime you listen to radio, when they have like their little songs, like remember like the, the Dougie, Doug, Doug song for, you know, or it's Briggs time, you know, like my like, favorite
2: one. And uh, I mean, that obviously one's a, that's a good one.
1: My favorite one, it was always been the JD song with wide one, Sylvie. Yeah, and obviously they, I, they can't play it anymore. We love JD. We have, everybody did, but that JD, we love your stuff. stuff. That's the best one. I always love that yeah. one. That's why I say you need to keep it like 10,
0: 15 seconds. Like that's
1: I listen to your advice. See, we're a, we're yeah. a democracy. That's
0: right. That's right. Um, all right. So I'm going to start with um, my MVB because um, we kind of said it was going to be a consensus. Like me and you, Peter had the same one. So let's just get it out of the way here. My MVB is Marcus Jordan for going on oh, a yeah. double date with uh scotty pippen's ex-wife Hell i man. mean like you don't co- i think we've learned by now you don't come at jordan unless you're ready for that smoke too he's maybe jordan's running wendy's
1: you know <laughs> that's true <laughs> he took that personally <laughs> yeah
0: because when jordan takes shit personally that's what he would always just like never forget that in the court like you said something 10 years later he's fucking dunking on you or whatever scotty Pippen tried to come at him He's like, all right, I'm not coming at you. I'm going to send my son to go fuck your ex-wife. This I mean.
1: Some, some Game of Thrones shit, man. This is, uh, you come at the king, you best not miss. And I don't care how many books Scotty Pippen's going to have to write. You can't come back from this. You can't come back from Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen. It's it's awesome. It's literally a soap opera. And and obviously, we're on Team Jordan. If I'm not going to turn my camera around because it's going to mess everything up. But right to my left, I got a. Six-foot-six car- cardboard cut out of Michael Jordan. We're Team Jordan. We'll always be Team Jordan. And Scotty Pippen, I'm sorry, man. You're catching L's left and right.
0: I mean, this is, you know, this is, like, Kardashian shit. This is fucking, like, Laguna Beach, Orange County shit. Like, this is all, like, the bad reality shows you can po- – Real Housewives. Like, all those bad, trashy reality shows. This is, like, real life that. And I love it. I, I just love that – I mean you had you had to have been like I have to imagine that Jordan was like, yo, who are you going on a date with? Oh, you're never gonna believe this, dad. Sky Pippen's ex wife. Hell yeah. Hold on, son, let me call TMZ. We gotta make sure this gets public.
1: This is uh, I mean it's crazy. It's crazy, but credit to Marcus Jordan. Obviously you got your dad's back.
0: Um What's the age difference in them? Like a good twenty years or something like no, that?
1: She's younger. I mean she's crazy young. I mean not young. I mean, I think she's in her mid-40s. Marcus Jordan is in his early 30s. Okay. I, yeah, I, I'm spitballing here. Right. I, I'm not.
2: Well, that sounds about right. Okay. All right.
0: Um, and I don't really have a bum this week. I'm going to bum myself for not having a bum. Fair. So, all right. Uh, Johnny, what you got?
2: I also don't have a bum, so I'll bum myself too. Um, I but, yeah. You know, but I, I, MVV, I, I actually have a, I have a couple. Um, one, I got to give a shout out to Jason and and Sarah for pretty much. I mean, obviously, you know, we we brought everything, but you know, Jason was was cooking the whole time, and Sarah was helping out and you know getting everything prepared for yeah, for, you know, for, for, for this, uh, this event yesterday, um, you know, me and Peter, we're talking with, with, with everybody as well too. So as a whole team, I, I, I want to, and I want to just give a shout out to you guys for, for, uh, you know, doing an amazing job, you know, setting everything up, the flags and, you, and whatnot. So, that. um, and then another MVP is, uh, I know we, we've been talking about them, um, is the fans, the, 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 the people who, who came out, um, you know, I wanted to give a quick shout out to, um, one of my coworkers workers and his friend for showing up as well too. Obviously, obviously, um, uh, we, we had our, 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 our friends, our buddies, you know, Joey P Manny Louie, you know, coming out. And then we, we met some new people as well too. Um, just, just everything, just everybody, you know, uh, if I'm forgetting any names, I, I do apologize, but you know, is one of my
1: favorite Twitter followers.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So we love and, you know, he, yeah. yeah, and he brought his crew as well too. So just every, just everything as a whole, it was, it was a great day. Um, great weather as well too. It wasn't hot, no humidity. So it was just perfect. So I just want to, uh, you know, send my shout outs to everybody who uh, did come to the event as well too.
0: That's right. Thank you, everyone. Um, Now, Peter, take us home.
2: All right. So my
1: MVB, um, I got off of work early on Saturday. So I was able to catch the Foo Fighters tribute to Taylor Hawkins. um, And I had been texting Johnny about it. Obviously, we're both very big Foo Fighters fans. Um, That tribute show was awesome. It was crafted and ran about as perfect as a show can go. It was 50 songs long, a lot of special guests. Um, Liam Gallagher coming out there and singing some Oasis songs at the beginning of the show. Um, Violet Grohl singing Valerie. Um, She's slowly becoming a really, really, really good singer. That was really good. And then they ended the show playing a bunch of songs. And at the very end, they had um, Taylor Hawkins' son, Shane, play drums to My Hero with the Foo Fighters. And if you haven't seen the clip, I didn't want to put it on here because I didn't know about music licensing and stuff on YouTube. But if you can, go search it out. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. This kid just wailed on the drum set. And the fact that he's just hammering the drums and Dave Grohl is playing and singing, it was uh, it was emotional. And I get emotional all the time nowadays. But it was really, really cool to see. And if you haven't seen it, I just recommend you guys Checking it out, it it was an awesome show, and I know Johnny felt the same way.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a great show, and and just seeing all the, and just seeing all the artists come together for, obviously for you know a, a musician, um, that we lost at such a uh, an early age. Um, it just it 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 was heartbroken. Yes, I I you know that particular one. You know, obviously it was very heartbreaking because. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like you felt the spirit of, of of Taylor just coming in with, you know, when his son was playing. I mean, to me, that's 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 that what I awesome. felt. Yeah, yeah, it was just an awesome show all around.
1: All right. And then my bums of the week. I like closing it out with the bums. One easy one. The now arena. We had a great time at um, at all out. But the fact that they just flat out ran out of food in the 200 section and they ran out of food early. Um, no pizza, no hot dogs, no nachos nothing for about half of that show, you, you can't just do You can't do that. Like they just flat out ran out of food and it never came back. Last, just, well, last year they ran out of beer. Yeah. So it's like, I know we talk about, you know, going back and tailgating and stuff like that. But if they keep doing this, they can't ha- keep having that show at that arena. You got to go to the United Center. You got to go to Wintrust. You got to go somewhere where they know what they're doing. Because just the fact that they just run out of food just can't happen.
2: Well, another thing I like to add too is the porta potties.
1: There was that lack of there was
2: that yeah lack of porta potties as well too was terrible.
1: Yeah, they're just things that they they have to account for, you know, in planning and and, and it's not that doesn't go. It's not an AEW problem. It's a now arena problem. So they're uh, they're their the easy.
0: Their concessions food, their food sucks there too. Yeah,
1: it was just not good. So they're an easy bum. I mean that that was just an easy thing that we could do. And then finally, I mean we are we've been a well oiled machine. We talk about us being a democracy and, you know, we've been really, really good with the tailgates and the tweeting. And, and we feel like we're a, you know, we're, we're a family. So we have this bet with Bob pants and I'm going to bring it up here. Um, Cause I want to get Jason's take on this. Cause we've talked about it for about a week now. So Bob pants, he's a Detroit fan. He's been on the show for a while. Um, we, we made this bet. If the lions end the season with more wins than the bears, we have to dress up as Kiss and sing Detroit Rock City. And if the Bears end the season with more wins than the Lions, he dresses up like the Blues Brothers and sings Sweet Home Chicago. Johnny immediately in. I was immediately in. Jason sent us, he's like, one no. And then he's like, uh eh, no. But then his his argument was, you don't do face paint. I, so, and I was like, what does that mean? He's like, it, it means what I said it means. I don't do face paint. What is I don't do face paint? Are you afraid of painting your face? No, I just. Okay, why do we have to
0: fucking cosplay kiss? And he just has to put on fucking a you know like a hat and sing us like he gotta put a hat and sunglasses and sing "Sweet Home Chicago." I gotta go fucking pay someone to do makeup and buy a cold fucking outfit.
2: Like no, no, no. no, uh, I'll I'll try. I'll try. I'll I'll just draw it on you.
1: Yeah, we're drawing our own makeup. We're getting black jeans and I got my Doc Martens and we're going to go sing a song. The the, the, the fact that the the main thing about it is I am fully confident that the Bears are going to win more games than the Lions. That's the main thing. It's like, we're not even going to lose this bet. So just say yes. No. (laughs) No. No means
0: no. I mean, like I said, We got to go buy wigs. At least I do. I don't know what you guys can fucking do with your hair. But
2: I I got to buy a wig.
0: I got to go buy makeup. I got to sit and let someone do makeup. And then I got to put something on the internet that's never going to die. I already have a million Halloween pictures from like 15 years ago of me with my balls basically hanging out, my ass out, you know, dressed as Bruno and in sperm costumes. I don't need any more embarrassing pictures on the internet or video of me on the internet. Internet doesn't die.
1: We're in the content all, game, baby. This is all part of content.
0: So you could have done something else. Like,
1: why did we right. kiss
0: Detroit Rock City?
1: Joey P, cousin John. If anyone else, we need a third and maybe a fourth for for um, to complete the trio. I need somebody in. Jason apparently does not want to do it. Um, but I'm still in, uh, Johnny. I know you're in. I, I
0: said, I said a yeah. food bet. I said, if if we win, we get beef, and if he wins, he gets Little Caesars.
2: Oh, we can do <laughs> that. We can still do that too. All right. Well, we, we got mean, a week. We got a I week mean, to be. L- Detroit. It
0: it, Detroit is Little Caesars' capital, right? So let's just buy Bob like like two pizzas and some crazy bread, and and then we all get like fucking Johnny's beef or something like that. I'd rather have a food bet than. Yeah, I know. But I don't need to do, do it. In, I, I, I do embarrass myself on it, but I don't I don't need to do it in makeup and in a wig. That just adds extra layers to my embarrassment.
2: Shout Johnny, you're still it, in, right? Shout it. Shout it, shout out, it out, out. out.
1: Plus plus you, you guys know I don't karaoke.
2: Co- J- Joey
1: P's in. All right. So we got Joey P in.
2: Yeah, he'll be uh we're, James we're, Simmons.
1: and the fact of the matter is we're not gonna do this. Because it's just not going to happen. So we got nothing but we to worry did, we,
0: about. We did, yeah, the Bears are winning the division. We already said that in our NFL
1: predictions. But, but, yeah. So, I mean, just because I thought we were in well-oiled machine, Jason, you were going to be my bum. Oh, wait. I removed you instead of the I messed up. All right. Time to end the show.
0: I'll own that instead of if it requires me not dressing up as Kiss. You know? And plus, like... Bob Pants uh, couldn't even get his audio working right for our 100th episode. So I don't even I don't even I don't trust him to get his video right for to win that bet. Oh,
2: he, all he I, will. Uh, if, if one thing Bob is good at, he, he will own up to it. So
1: I will say he will. Yeah. I mean, that Academy Awards bet that he had, he had to go win a feel and shit in a bucket. So credit to him. OK, well, <laughs> fair enough. All right.
0: Um, we're. Going to try to have another special guest on next week. Um, I don't want to spoil anything yet because it's not confirmed yet, but I am working on it. Um, Other than that, though, we want to thank you, everyone who supported us this week at tailgating, who wore our shirt at Dylan Cease's Fuck You Game, who's retweeted us, who's liked us, commented, subscribed, all that good juju. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Um, We're going to have our return of bum bets this week
1: yeah keeping um, out socials we'll uh, yeah. probably before the Thursday game yep we'll um, have we'll, have a, we'll have
0: a special NFL kickoff uh bum bets so we're going to give you some some picks on that i will bring back the insane parlay which everybody loves so much yeah, crickets on that one um and then we'll have our normal NFL picks coming out on Friday as well so, and there will be some Johnny will probably have some college football bets in there as well um uh, oh yeah bro
1: we're, we're all the way back
0: Yeah, so that's it, guys. Have a good week. We'll catch you next time. Good night, Joey.
2: Good night, everybody.